1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the the number. I'm going to just jump into it because it's Friday. It's pop-off Friday, and I just got stuff that's on my mind. Number five. Well, this one from Fox News. A man convicted of murder in Oklahoma is being given a new trial after it was discovered that the judge who sentenced him was having a sexual relationship with one of the prosecutors. Robert Leon Hashigan III was convicted, February of 2021, of murdering 94-year-old Evelyn Goodall in 2013. Following revelations that Judge Timothy Henderson had an undisclosed sexual relationship with one of the prosecutors in the case, the attorneys are appealing, and the Oklahoma criminal Appeals court on yesterday ordered a new trial for Hashigan in a three to two decision that found the undisclosed relationship violated due process rights. We found that the structural error cannot be found harmless as a sexual relationship between the trial judge and the prosecutor affects the conduct of the entire trial and cannot be separated from it for the purpose of analysis. And so, these are the types of things that can overturn a trial. So many people think that if they just get found guilty they can appeal. but in order to appeal, you have to there has to be a material um, flaw or error in the case, much like something technical. you know like the conduct that would affect the entire trial and cannot be separated. From it for the purpose of analysis. It's called a structural error. And they changed it, which I think is something that they should have done. Number four. I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to just say it. This is to all of my friends that moved to Florida. Number one. Why would you move to Florida when? They got hurricanes, they got flooding, they got bugs. Got to keep your door closed because stuff will come in your house. Same thing in Arizona. But you know what they also have? Alligators. 79-year-old Florida man was bitten by a nearly 7-foot-long alligator yesterday morning at a golf course in Naples. According to local authorities, the man told deputies he was on a walk at the Forest Glen and Golf Course community where he lives shortly after 5 a.m. when a alligator came up and bit him on the leg. He said, I'm bleeding. I don't know how bad it is. It's profuse. He told a 911 operator, um, uh, according to an audio recording of the call, there's a lot of skin ripped off and I can see probably some muscle. Go figure, out for a walk to stay healthy, the 79-year-old said. Responding police officer gave the man first aid. He was flown to a local hospital via medical helicopter for treatment. Uh, They got that from a Facebook post, so says CNN.com. A second responding deputy spotted the alligator leaving the scene and kept watch. It was later trapped and removed from the golf course community. Six feet, nine inches, and female. Officers urge residents to be cautious around bodies of water and vegetation where alligators may rest, as it is currently alligator mating season. So he saw dude, got hungry, or should I say she saw dude, got hungry, and decided I can't help myself. She wanted a little something-something. Number three. Well, according to, well, this is from TMJ4, Milwaukee World Festivals Incorporated, organizer for what? Summerfest has filed a trademark lawsuit against Minnesota Twins for hosting a music festival called Summerfest. Summerfest. The lawsuit filed yesterday says the festival's name is confusingly similar in its entertainment and advertising. Confusingly similar? Summerfest. Summerfest. <laughs>
0: Oh, wait, no, there's a space in Minnesota's Summerfest. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's not one word.
1: It's just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Minnesota Twins Festival is set to take place this weekend at Target Field in Minneapolis. And according to TC Summerfest's website, the musicians include the Killers, Imagine Dragons, and Flaming yeah, that's – yeah. First Summerfest Festival in Milwaukee was hosted in 1968. Uh, Milwaukee World Festival has owned the federal trademark of Summerfest since 1972. And the lawsuit argues due to extensive and substantive marketing efforts of MWF, the Summerfest trademarks are widely recognized by customers. And the lawsuit says the twins posted a Facebook advertisement for Summerfest and public comments expressed confusion on whether or not it was associated with the actual Summerfest here in Milwaukee. And one of those comments included, Summerfest, so nice of you to share your trademark name with Minneapolis. It also mentions confusion among members of the media. So they asked to ban it from using the name and pay some unspecified damages. Oh, come on. Come on. That's a bit much. But that's just me. And since I don't own it, I really don't care. Number two. Well, if you haven't been paying attention today, um, severe thunderstorm watch was just issued about 40 minutes ago for Milwaukee Racing, Kenosha, Waukesha, Jefferson, and Walworth counties until 10 p.m. tonight. Large hail, damaging winds continue to be the main threats of the storm this evening, so make sure you pay attention if you're driving or if you're going somewhere or if you're deciding to go out. Well, I figure if you wait till after 10 o'clock, you probably shouldn't go anyway. So, I know that's when you go out at 10 o'clock, right? I know. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Got a couple of them, but I'm still not going out after 10 o'clock. Get my car all dented up and torn up and who knows. Number one. Well, as I said earlier today. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson on today signed legislation to levy a 2% sales tax in the city, bringing it to a close, the most monumental chapter to date in the city's effort to avoid slashing services. Johnson said during a press conference at the Mitchell Street Library, 906 West Historic Mitchell Street, that we've accomplished something huge, something major, something (laughs) extraordinary for our city. Johnson took his time signing the sales bill into law using more than a dozen pins to each one letter of his name. So many people worked on this. I wanted to make sure that everybody got a pen that was used to sign the file. Johnson says surrounding him were officials representing the city's fire and police departments, uh, the police union, various city departments, including library, comptroller's office, handful of common council districts, local tourism and state legislature. His signature comes just days after the Milwaukee common council backed the tax on a 12 to three vote, a wider margin than the 10 votes that were required. He credited common council president, Jose Perez with getting the necessary votes. Perez said the council accepted the responsibility imposed upon it and passed the tax. The word that comes to mind is relief, relief that for the first time in years, the city can prepare a budget without a dark shadow over it don't go that far. Well, that's taking it a little far. Um, There are some significant things in this bill that they gave up um, in order to get this. And so we're going to have increases in our public safety and, and the pension and, and policy changes and things of that nature that will affect this city. And so unless people really understand those, and we don't know what those will cost in the future. We have an estimate, but we won't really know what that'll cost until it comes around. And and until then we have to be ready to um, possibly make cuts in other areas in order to underscore what's being done because we, might generate maybe 196 million dollars but we might generate 40 and then once again we'll have to look to the state because we came up short
0: more of truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com
1: Three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Are you shocked? Are, are, are you shocked? I I gotta go. I gotta go home like now. <laughs> yeah, my brain's wired like that too. Even if it's a chorus, something full. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> We're talking about the music, so this is Diablo by DJ Brother Z. So,
0: like, a, like a, a, a dial tone or something, or like a, the the call ending.
1: Um, like that. That's
0: like that's the like,
1: that would be different to fit the the technical. Yeah, not like the actual like tone right, of it, right. but
0: like that same like the same length, right. I guess. Of, the of breath.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. And try different different keys. I'm sorry, not keys. Different octaves. Yep.
0: Be one of the 24 that aren't used. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. But that's when you go into... um. My brain's not working. You know, sevenths and... Yeah.
0: Making chords.
1: Yep, to fill out the... Sorry, we're we're talking technical stuff and music and all that stuff. So you know, kind of, <clears throat> kind of a weirdo like that. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I got to catch up to the um, talking text line. We've been talking about music. We've talked about AI, mainly AI, and how it's going to either revolutionize or totally wipe out everything we hold dear. Four one four six nine nine said. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Prince and Morris Day and the time were all punk, funk, punk, punk. George Clinton, Parliament and Funkadelic was R&B funk. Punk, funk. No, we're not doing that. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not giving up our titles and adding other people's titles with it just so white people can feel good about themselves. We're not doing that. Rock. Get out of here. Dr. F said no single category fits him. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Ford, thank you, thank you, and thank you. <laughs> the caller said Prince has hit all genres. Exactly. Good doc. Are the Barkays funk? I would say early, like early, early. I'm old enough to have gone to see Roger, Rick, and Prince in 81. So what? That doesn't tell me your age. I want a number. <laughs> uh, prince is all genre yeah absolutely and he's not hip-hop well he's hip-hop rock all that but i don't think you can put him in a section because you can listen to one song and he could cover them all so i don't know i don't know but i'm with you i'm with you 833-212-1017 is the number sheila said dr ken thank you for making what started out as a heavy day and lighthearted, but Summerfest should be embarrassed asking for damages. <laughs> they make millions of dollars a year. We want something to stop it. Come on. It's just being greedy. Come on. Well, there's nothing wrong with being greedy. They're not harming anybody. Who are they harming by getting money from somebody who stole their name? Isn't that what we're talking about with AI? All of the writers' guild and SAG and AFTRA are on strike because they're trying to steal their likeness. So more power to them. Join 101.7 The Truth Street Team this Saturday noon till 8pm for Garfield Day's Jazz, Blues, and Arts Festival located between Garfield Avenue and Val Phillips Avenue between 4th to 7th Street. This amazing neighborhood festival features a youth talent show and outstanding stages of live music and a variety of entertainment for the whole family to enjoy. Our Truth Street Team will be in full effect as we We'll be handing out (coughs) Truth Swag to all fans who come out for an enjoyable evening. So 1017 The Truths Street Team is sponsored by UW Credit Union here for every you. So make sure y'all come hang out. We got we got a couple weekends and some things going on and some bartending and some great things doing in the month of July. So y'all can't say y'all did not see the truth team and the truth nation hooked up and together between this year. This year has been full. Like every month we've given you two or three hits of um, saying this. But going back, let me go back to the AI thing. And So this, this is a question I have because I want to understand um, where do you think. So I want, I want to take the AI piece to a different place. So. We know that AI is coming. We know that portions of it are here. So do you invest in a company that's just starting out? Or no, no. Let me rephrase that. If I'm a company, if you're a company, and you're getting into AI, do you invest the money now when AI is kind of like, eh, we really don't know how we're going to make money off this, but we're getting significant pushback? or? Do you wait until AI has become more solidified and you know the direction is going in? And then you put your money in and move forward. I say this because of this. There are ways that we operate when there's a disruptive idea. Now, we can see benefits of these ideas. The problem is not everybody sees it at the same rate. And so I want to know which one of these you are. As it relates to AI, as it relates to cars, cell phones, clothing. Right? So, I'm on 1digitalmarketing.marketing.com. one, digital marketing doc, one digital marketing. I'm sorry. I'm not reading right. On digitalmarketing.com. And so there're five segments in a in a in a in, for, for customers in technology adoption, right? We do the same thing with musical artists, I think. Um, we do the same thing with, with um, technology, cell phones, cars, planes, bo- all sorts of things, right? So there are personality traits that we have, and I want to know what kind you have. You can attach it to AI to let me know where where you are on it. 833-212-1017 is the number. They're innovators. That makes up of about 2.5% of people. They're the first people. You ever know people like that? Hey, look, I got a so-and-so. Ooh, I want one. And then the next time you see them, they got one. That's that 2.5%. Youngest in age, but they're the highest in social class, have great financial lucidity, very social, have close contacts to scientific sources and interaction with other innovators. We want to be first, right? And then they're just 13.5% are called early adapters. They adapt to an innovation. They have the highest degree of opinion leadership among the other adapters categories, right? So you have innovators, then you have early adapters. They're kind of young in age. I don't know what that means here. Is young in age mean under a certain age or? In their 20s, because the problem with that is they also said they have higher social status and financial lucidity, which means they understand finances. They just may not have it, but then many of them have the high social class. Then there's a group called early majority, late majority. That makes up 68% of this group. They adopt to an innovation over time. Some people are part of the early majority. Some people are part of the late majority. They have above average social status. They kind of want to fit in, but they don't want to necessarily be the person that leads the pack. And then there are the laggards. They're the last to innovate. Unlike some of the other categories, individuals in this category show little to no opinion leadership. These individuals typically have an aversion to change agents and tend to be advanced in age. Laggards typically tend to be focused on traditions, likely to have the lowest social status, lowest financial fluidity, be oldest of all other adapters, in contact with only family and friends, and very little to no opinion leadership. What does that mean? That means people don't ask them stuff. Hey, I wanna know about this group. That's why I always find it interesting when younger people ask me about some group or I say the name of a group wrong and they laugh. And I go, well, what utility would I have in knowing who this person is or what they sing and what they do? Cause if there really isn't, isn't anything in it for me, I prefer to lag when it comes to things like music because it's not going to do anything for me. But when it comes to AI, that's different. You do not want to be a laggard. So which one are you? Are you an innovator, early adapter, part of the majority, or a laggard? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. What? You look like you was going to say you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you look like you was going. Well, the caller says sometimes it's not only what you do, but how you do it. I think that a mayor who is not skilled enough to find a way to defend those who elected him should hear about it on Election Day. And he's going back to talk about the he or she to talk about the story that I read regarding the new uh, tax that we now have that starts in 2024. What are your thoughts, though? Going back to... (sighs) And I guess after the break, i got to answer that question, whether or not I'm an um, innovator or early adapter, part of the majority, or a laggard. I'm not a laggard. Well, in some things I am because I just don't want to be bothered. 833 1017 is the number.
0: The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
1: Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-10107. The number one remind you that Truth Nation violence is a problem that affects us all, but together we can make a difference. The award-winning 1017, The Truth wants to ignite positive change, bring about awareness to the senseless violence occurring in our community. That's why we're hosting our inaugural Truth Walk Against Violence led by Tori Lowe saturday july 22nd from victory over violence park down mlk drive right to our studio at the third street market hall over the next month this month all of july Tori low will be speaking with community leaders about how we could better provide services and work as a community to rise up against violence so if you want to join us join the fight join the movement to stop violence, go to 1017thetruth.com right now. Sign up. Walk Against Violence, Saturday, July 22nd with Tori Low. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven 212 1017 is the number. You know, as the weekend comes, it looks like the... the, the wait a minute. Let me... So... We got a couple things working, um, not necessarily in the interest of um, the individuals here. So there's an air quality alert issued for all of Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources issued an air quality advisory, um, which will be in effect from noon today until noon Sunday. Advisory affects all of Wisconsin wildfires are starting to return to the state of Wisconsin coming from the West. And so we're going to be looking at that particular thing. On top of all that, Dane, Grant, Green, Iowa, Jefferson, Kenosha, Lafayette, Milwaukee, Racine, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha County all have a severe thunderstorm watch in effect until 10 p.m. So... No matter, what, no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing, you need to be careful when you are out. Large hail, damaging winds continue to be the main threats with storms this evening. So it, it looks like it, it, it could or could not or may or may not be bad but when it does happen it's it's going to be pretty pretty substantial so make sure you you know do simple stuff like put your plants in i mean unless you need your plants to get water but they're going to get a little bit more than water like wind and hail and then you got to worry about your plants interesting very interesting is the number if you want to call or talk and text, and I'll be back at that. So 414-699 said the Barkays were not funk. That's true. They were simple rhythm and blues. They started out as the band of Otis Redding, so they were not funk. Is it where you start out or where you end up? Always at work, um, guitars, high heels, (laughs) buttless chaps, and dying from an overdose. You can't get more rock and roll than Prince. No. No, I would. One, Prince isn't rock and roll, but Prince, (sighs) he got addicted because he needed pain pills because he had arthritis in his hips and all that, and he was in such pain that he took pain pills and then he got addicted to him. If you remember, not long before his death, his plane headed home to Minnesota had to reroute to Des Moines or Iowa City and land and take him to the hospital because he was either in such pain or he was overdosing and they had to treat him. And that's when they came out and talked about the fact that that he had arthritis and he couldn't move. And, and he was still moving the way he moved, but you had to be pretty freaking medicated. You know what I'm saying? To do that. And then afterwards, it had to have been so painful that he took pain pills and became addicted and subsequently died. And so does that mean that he was it like I wonder, was it fentanyl in his in his pills or did he just literally overdose and they found him in the elevator in his in in his. um. House, you know? And so we have to pay attention to not just what someone died from, but how they died so that we can start to look at, you need to stay away from that. But until the media starts to push opioids and not this fentanyl ridiculousness, we're going to always be stuck in that, oh, we have a fentanyl crisis. No, we don't have a fentanyl crisis. Our loved ones are using. Illegal drugs that they're obtaining illegally who are now laced with fentanyl and it causes issues. But if you were not on or addicted to, which is which is a separate issue to the illegal drug, you would not come. In, you should not come in contact with fentanyl. And then that should definitely be that. But DJ Brother Z just let me know. Prince died with exceedingly high level of fentanyl. Yep. Okay. This is from um, NPR.org. Prince had a high, extremely high level of a powerful synthetic opioid in his body at the time of his death at his home in Minnesota in April of 2016, according to a toxicology report obtained by Associated Press. Confidential toxicology information was reported less than a week after the Carver County attorney, Mark Metz, Stating that the death investigation remains active, Metz is still deciding whether to charge someone with a crime. Fentanyl toxicity as the superstar musician's cause of death in its public autopsy report. No details of the concentration of the self-administered drug in his body. So fatalities in people with blood levels ranging from 3 to 58 micrograms per liter. Concentration of fentanyl in Prince's blood was 67.8 micrograms per liter. In other words, he overdosed exceedingly high. Why? Even for somebody in chronic pain on fentanyl patches. And so those are the types of things we have to be careful of when you get injured and you get addicted. And we have to do some of those types of things in order to make sure that we keep people safe. 833 212 1017 is the number. It's unfortunate.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com.
1: With my ocean energy, in the truth in the afternoon as we wind up another 10 minutes or so to the end of the show great weekend don't get caught in hail. all right don't get caught in it i was just looking at some weird stuff um a woman in maine punched a bear that chased her dog and she ended up with stitches I'm not understanding why you would punch a bear, why you'd even put yourself in a position to punch a bear. But I think one of the best dumb stories I saw this week is a man tried to rob an Atlanta nail salon last week, but, well, it didn't go well for him. He didn't get beat up. He didn't get whooped up. They just ignored him. The identified suspect with his hand in a bag as if he was holding a weapon stormed into the nail first salon last Monday, demanding money, according to the Atlanta affiliate WAGA TV. The man shouted, everybody get down. Give me all your money. Surveillance video shows he was ignored by the customers and employees. The salon owner, even decided it was okay to answer the phone during the attempted robbery while the customer casually stood up to go outside, though the suspect snatched her phone as, he, as she walked outside. Eventually, the, humanitar- the, the humiliation appeared to be too much for the suspect, who then left in a silver-colored color- sedan, according to law enforcement. Lisa Barrow, a regular customer who was in the salon at the time of the attempt robbery, told WAGA. That the owner was indeed scared of the would-be robber, but he didn't react because he didn't want his customers to worry. Burrow told the news station they come first, so that was his reaction to calm everybody down and to keep everybody relaxed. And the suspect is still on the loose, believe it or not. Stupid is as stupid does. I mean... I don't know. I do have a question. And I guess it's kind of a poll. Will Joe Biden be around to run for the second term? I wonder. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just being, you know, I'm just wondering. Will he be around in order to run? And. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe <sighs> I think he's just honorary enough and stubborn enough to hang around and run. But that's a long time between now and the election. I don't I don't I don't I don't know if he's going to be around. 833 is the number will. Joe Biden be around to run for a second term. No, don't mention, I don't care about Donald Trump. He ain't, he ain't, he's, don't worry about him. He's not president. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Is Joe Biden going to be around? That's my question. Do you think so? No, I'm not a Harley fan. I'm not attending any of the festivals. Madison, not going to do it. Chauncey, Sir Chant said, you have to give the Barquets some credit for having a, st- a funk style by virtue of the fact that they were number one hit freak show on the dance floor, featured a funky upbeat sound with catchy horns and groovy bass lines. But I digress. Hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I don't know if I want to look at the Barquets as a well, are we talking about the original Barquys or the Barquets that, that died in the car, in the plane accident and then all that? I'm I'm am i I'm just not I'm just not necessarily yeah. Hmm. Barquet's eh. is Joe Biden gonna be around? 212 1017 is the number. Hit me on the talking text line. Will Joe Biden be around for the next term? Because I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Wesley said, as long as there's little girls to sniff and re-energizing uh, Creepy Joe will be around. And so the person is not being strange or anything. Let me let me get this. Mm-hmm. So, there's a story. And I got to admit, it's on Fox News, so give it the credence you want. Joe Biden appears to nibble the shoulder of a little startled girl during his departure from Helsinki on Thursday. A video. Of the incident, which took place. Oh, he was just being goofy. Okay, this wasn't some nipple, 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 some nibble or some ridiculously silly thing. It wasn't. I just looked at the video and it's not. Um, Joe Biden appears to nibble at the shoulder of a startled little girl during his departure from Helsinki on Yesterday, a video of the incident which took place as the president greeted embassy staffers and members of their families before he boarded Air Force One at Helsinki Vatan International Airport shows Biden leaning into a little girl, placing his mouth on her shoulder as he nibbled lightly. He just kind of moved his lips around like boo, 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 boo. That's all he did. The little girl who appeared frightened during the incident turned her head when Biden, who will turn 81 in November, tried to give her a a peck on the head. Well, here's the deal. Number one, all children react like that to adults. They don't know. And mom was okay with it. Matter of fact, mom took a picture. And so did that. Like, come on. That's a bit much. Might it have been deemed a little strange? I say yes, but you know, but I mean, you know, I'm just, Give him a break. In that instance, it really didn't look like it was something weird or bad. It was just. it was just being creepy. Madison said, let's hope not. I believe we need a woman to run and not the vice president, Kamala. I'm let that go. Sheila said, I'm a fiscal conservative, keyword fiscal, but my God, I hate Fox fake news that wasn't fake news of the shame of the Republican Party for ridiculous that that wasn't fake it was, it actually happened and they had video it's just that they tend to always want to twist everything and try to make it make him look so bad CNN does the same thing for Trump although Trump kind of helps him out every day but <laughs> but in the end everybody does it and everybody talks about it hey want to remind you truth nation During July, we celebrate the survivors of breast cancer and highlight their stories of fighting and thriving through their diagnosis. All this month, you'll hear about the journey of our beloved general manager, Cherie Harris, and how she thrived through her diagnosis and continues to be an inspiration to family and friends and teammates and beyond. We want you to join us Thursday, July 27th, 4 to 8, Broken Bat Brewery, as Bailey Coleman and Vivian King will host our Thrive Through special Show live. And in addition, your favorite 1017 The Truth host will serve as guest bartenders from 4 to 8 p.m. to help fundraise for a special cause. All tips, 10% of sales, all go to support the Freighter the Medical College of Wisconsin breast cancer center and research fund. So come hang out with us Thursday, July 27th, 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. at the Broken Bat Brewery you're listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris i want to say thank you for hanging out make sure you watch over for this weather make sure you be careful this weekend Uh, we'll be rebroadcast all weekend long and you can hear us and repeat and all fun stuff and just make sure you keep it dialed here on the new 1017 the truth god bless take care dj brother z appreciate you brother i'm out